down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you! As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm so wasted! Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Pauline, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! All right, all right, all right. What is going on, folks? It is a Monday night. I know it's the holiday. Um, I'll tell you the truth, and I was supposed to do this last night, but uh, I usually do these on Sunday, but I'll tell you the truth. My kids were up... They were screaming. They were loud. And truthfully, if there's a holiday, if, there, if it's a Monday holiday, I'm probably going to just end up doing the show on a Monday so my kids are sleeping to go to school the next day. It was way too loud to try to do this last night. So I just decided to do it tonight. I know I'm starting late tonight when both my kids had homework, my computer, their computer. I apologize. But I did not let you down. I am still here, and I am going to be talking a... Pretty decent movie. I enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to lie. I actually like this movie. Um, I'm going to be talking Spawn from 1997. Once again, I am David Richardson. This is Hollywood Hangout. You can see that right up there. Please subscribe if you guys are starting to like this show. Like I said, I've changed up the format a little bit. And even more for YouTube. I actually have it changed up a little bit even more uh, tonight. Actually, if you're on YouTube watching this, you're going to have a much better... uh, much better viewing. I'm going to actually be sewing some gifts, playing some clips, and uh, doing these a little different. So uh, we'll have to, uh, you guys just have to bear with me on that as we go through that right there. But that's going to be pretty pretty easy. So we'll uh, definitely get those. And I've got a couple of, there's my audio. I forgot to load up my audio, but I do have some when we get started actually talking about the uh, the movie itself. 
But uh, going to be talking Spawn from 1997. Now, this movie, like I said, I enjoyed this movie. I really did. I do not think it was a bad movie. A lot of people said it was a really, really bad movie. Um, <laughs> I don't feel it was a bad movie. Honestly, as later, it actually became, I'm not going to say a cult following, but it kind of got a better following later. Um kind of later in its inception, if you will. There's been many talks about a sequel to the uh, this movie right here. As of right now, they've all fallen through. Um, but a lot of, I think even Jamie Foxx has said that uh, there's going to be another one, but he wasn't even happy with the original script, so I don't know what's going on. But uh, this one was not bad. It was, I think it was... Uh, uh, it was not rated very well. It was actually one of the worst movies of the 90s. Um, this one right here. I believe this was like 13th, which was bad because Michael Jai White is in this. And Michael Jai White was also in the 14th or 16th worst movie um, of the 90s, which was um, Universal Soldier 2. Now let's put some of that blame on Goldberg. Because that was the Goldberg one also. So we can put some of that blame on Goldberg too. Matter of fact, I think we should put some of that blame on Mr. Goldberg there. But uh, like I said, we're going to be talking Spawn. Like I said, I've got this uh, OBS thing figured out how to get the pictures where they're supposed to be. Like I said, I tried to do this last Wednesday. Didn't remember to uh, tick the pictures. You know, kind of a little slide to the right there. And uh, now I'm remembering. So I apologize for that, but uh, I'm going to be talking Spawn. Uh, give me one sec. I'll actually switch this one back up right there for the poster. Here we go right there. Click over to you guys. There we go. Spawn. Got some really good actors in this movie, I'll be honest. This was a, uh, this was a, I mean, I mean, there were some powerhouses in this movie. I mean, Michael Jai White, um, like I said, we had Martin Sheen. We had John Leguizamo, um, a comedian playing a, comedical part but uh, this was a little bit of a different part for him but um definitely definitely a good part for uh John Leguizamo um being like I said just the fact you know him being a comedian and this was a, a a bit of a different part for him he did better he's done different parts also in the I mean this is the guy who made a movie called The Pest and my god the movie was just as annoying um as the title to be honest with you so it really was the movie and the it was both annoying um but uh all right so here's what we're going to go ahead and do i'm going to do my usual i'll start talking about the uh, actors a little bit and we'll we'll start with that right there and i'm going to go ahead and start right out with uh michael j white i don't think we have done a movie or talked about michael j white before on this show, maybe just in passing, but uh, I don't remember ever talking about Michael Jai White, ever, so here we go, we can go ahead and talk about him a little bit, uh, Michael Jai White, uh, not only an actor, but a martial artist, uh, proficient in many, many different uh, styles, Taekwondo, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, and a couple others, but he is a very, very talented martial artist um 
and he's been in some some really good movies. Like I said, it's I mean obviously Spawn, Exit Wounds. If you ever saw that, he was in that movie, uh, The Dark Knight. Um, he was a Gamble in The Dark Knight. But I mean, he goes back. I mean, he was in the new Dead Zone that came out uh, this year. But I remember him back in um, Ringmaster, that Jerry Springer movie back in the '90s with uh, Jamie Presley. Mm-mm, 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 I love Jamie Presley. Not gonna lie. But this guy has been on. I mean, so many shows. He's been on Saved by the Bell. He's been on Renegade, On Deadly Ground, Martin, Living Single. Uh, he was in the Tyson movie. He was actually Mike Tyson in the Tyson movie. Uh, and he was, of course, of course, in a couple episodes of NYPD Blue. He actually played uh, Lieutenant Fancy's brother, Reginald Fancy. And um, a couple episodes he was in. Not uh, Didn't really do much, you know, police work at all. Basically just him pissing, moaning, and complaining. But uh, he was in a couple episodes of NYPD Blue. Once we get out of the 90s, I mean, in 2000, he was in the, the Wonderland TV series. Um, actually did the Justice League Unlimited. He was Doomsday in that TV series. Um, so there you go. Like I said, he was Gamble in the Dark Knight. And it just keeps going from there. The guy has been in a ton, a ton of films. And um, even uh, SWAT, SWAT Under Siege, which was kind of SWAT 2. I, I want to check that out. It's actually on my list of things to watch so I definitely want to check that out but uh, Michael Jai White tons of stuff coming out pre-production post-production filming he's uh, I mean he's pretty much your an action star when it comes down to it it's exactly what you're looking at when it comes to uh, Michael Jai White and rightfully so a lot of his movies I'm not going to lie a lot of his movies do go directly to DVD or streaming. Netflix has a bunch of his movies on it. Uh, Tubi has a ton of his movies on it. A lot of those streaming services have a lot of his movies on it. So if you're looking to check out some Michael Jai White, that's definitely the place to go and check out some Michael Jai White right there. But he is actually Spawn in this movie. He plays the lead role of actually Spawn. Now, this was the second time a feature film had a black American as the lead comic book superhero, obviously the first being Meteor Man in 93. Um, So this was only the second one before we had, obviously, Blade, and then we had um, uh, uh, Black Panther come out, which obviously another one. But um, this one right here was a, a, a pretty big, big deal. Now, Spawn is obviously from Image Comics, not uh not DC not Marvel but uh Image Image Comics uh Todd McFarlane is actually the president of that company who was uh obviously high, heavily involved in this movie it was Todd McFarlane's spawn so there you go with that but um we had uh like I said him um in this movie now obviously we've uh yeah like I said they're third in line under the other too big Marvel and DC so uh you know but still this was a pretty good um like I said I I enjoyed this one even the first time I watched it again I do kind of like mindless action that I don't need to really think about or you know get deep into I just like to kind of watch the film and be happy just watching and not worrying about anything else so 
I mean, I'm a wrestling fan, so I can really take myself out of a lot of... <laughs> I can suspend my disbelief very, very well um, for movies also. So it just kind of goes hand in hand. You suspend disbelief for... I mean, I don't believe a lot of the stunts that they do in the Fast and Furious movies can be done in real life. I don't think you people do either. So, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of the way it goes. But, uh, you know, that's just how we work here. though. Anyway... Let's go ahead and get uh, Michael Jai White out of here. And let's start talking a little bit about, oh, the man. Oh, Martin Sheen. Um, actually, you know what? I can talk a little bit more about uh, Michael Jai White with a little bit of uh, just a few facts from this uh, little movie here. I don't need the picture. I already got rid of it. No big deal. But um, Michael Jai White actually found this, this, this Al Simmons character. Al Simmons, before he was killed, was Spawn. And he describes Spawn as the most tragic character I've ever encountered in any cinematic production. He says it was a challenge to make audiences sympathize with a government assassin who comes back from hell. White had to endure two to four hours of makeup work, including a full glued-on bodysuit, yellow contact lenses that irritated his eyes. Now, if you listen to Lost Boys, you guys know what a lot of these movie contact lenses can do to your eyes. Um, they, they like restrict oxygen from your eyes, which hurts. And, uh, they said the mask really restricted, restricted his breathing. I said, I was a wrestling fan. The luchadors will tell you masks do mess with your breathing a lot. Um, and he said that this long time experience with martial arts definitely helped him endure some of the uncomfortable prosthetics, just kind of making him sort of strong and able to concentrate a lot better. Um, than most people might might have now. There was a scene where he was obviously really set on fire, which is usually what a stuntman does. This would have been the death scene in this movie. Um, and uh, I guess I can go ahead and play it. I don't see where it's a big deal. Um, I'm going to actually try to play some clips in YouTube, in YouTube, and talk about them. Hopefully I don't get in trouble. Uh, if I do, if I get kicked off, I apologize. But um, I'm going to do this a little bit out of order. I'm not really going to do this in order because I'm we're going to get into the movie a lot, but I'm not going to do the scene-by-scene uh, scene thing um, right now for this movie. This movie is 25 years old. I believe if you haven't seen it by now, you don't want to. But hopefully I'll make you want to see it if you haven't seen it. Aha, there you go. So anyway... Um, Let's go ahead and dive in. I will go ahead and, uh, you know what, let me go to the, through a quick synopsis of the movie and then we can go ahead and get into a lot of this stuff with the actors. I'm sorry, I, I should have done this first. We got a movie here, basically it's a, um, we've got, uh, like I said, Al Simmons is played by uh, Michael Jai White. Um, he's basically a Marine, government assassin. He's a Marine who turned CIA operative, government assassin. And he's signed by his superior, Jason Wynn, obviously played by uh, Martin Sheen in this movie. And he's supposed to go into this weapons plant in North Korea. He didn't really want to do it, but he went in anyway. And Jessica Priest, who was played by Melinda Clark in this, and Jason Wynn, Martin Sheen, go to murder him. And we're going to play that scene in just a minute here. Um, and he's set on fire by them. A pretty fucking brutal death, to be honest with you. 
Um, and basically what he's, what Spawn is sent to do, if you know the story, he's sent back to hell to um, become the army leader, the, the leader of hell's army in Armageddon. Um, and he was, you know, taken from his wife, played by Melinda, um, I'm sorry, played by uh, Teresa Randall. And it's, um, you know, he comes back, he didn't realize it had been five years, didn't feel like it. Wanda's now married to his best friend, Terry, played by D.B. Sweeney, also an NYPD Blue alum, was in one episode. Um, and uh, basically he comes back and he's, you know, taking care of his daughter. And now this is where it comes into, they find the clown, played by John Leguizamo. And we find out basically he was sent there to bring him in. And Spawn basically just is down to do whatever it takes to try to get his life back, not realizing his life will never be the same. Um, and he goes after him in a couple of parts in the movie. We'll get through that too. And uh, he also has this guy named uh, Cogliostro. I'm winging that one. I believe that's his name. We're going to play it anyway. And um, he also once escaped, uh, was called for the same thing to lead uh, Mal uh, Malbolia's forces. I'm not good with names. But we get to see John Leguizamo as the violator and some other things. And this basically sticks, as a lot of people have said, uh, this sticks pretty close to the um, the comics. Now, not completely because in the original comics, Terry Fitzgerald is actually African-American. In this one, he is not. In this movie, he's obviously D.B. Sweeney, um, which we'll get into all that in a minute. But um, I do want to just say one thing. This movie could have been a completely different movie. The first person besides uh, Mark A.Z. Uh, DePay ended up being the director for this movie. But this may shock you. Tim Burton. <laughs> Tim Burton was actually up to direct this movie. Um, I think this would have been a much different movie had Tim Burton been the director uh, of this movie. I definitely think it would have been. Um, so there you go. Um, but uh, all right, let's go through. Um, th there's kind of what the film is, and we'll go through it as we kind of go through some more. We'll play some more scenes throughout the movie. What I'm going to start out as, though, I'm going to start with this scene right here. Like we just mentioned it. It's going to be the scene where he's uh, dead, dying, about to die. Hopefully this all comes through on YouTube. Last time I did this, I had some echoes. Let's um, let's hope I don't this time, and uh, let's uh, let's see what happens here. Worry about Wanda. I'll take good care of her. You touch her, and you're a dead man. You are the dead man. See you in hell, Al. that seemed to work 
going to have to control the volume a little better. Obviously, I see that. And uh, I got that all figured out right here, I believe. But uh, that was his death. Again, I said it was a pretty goddamn brutal death. I wasn't fucking around. Um, set on fire. This guy just also told him, yeah, I'm going to take care of your wife. Meh, meh, meh. And uh, set on fire, blown up in a bioplan. Also had this yellow goo. No Slimer. Not even a Slimer on there to help him out. But, all right, I watch Ghostbusters this weekend. Leave me alone. But anyway, um, there you go. That was one of the scenes right there in the movie, though. But, yeah, definitely a brutal, brutal death uh, right there. Um, and I'll tell you what. We can explain a little bit more about the movie when um you know what let me play the first two audio clips here and um i got some gifts to go along with those and we can play those right now let me slide this over just a little bit let's play the first audio clip real quick and um we'll go from there so give me one sec let me click that <laughs> The battle between heaven and hell has waged eternal. Their armies fueled by souls harvested on earth. The devil Malbolgia has sent a lieutenant to earth to recruit men who will turn the world into a place of death in exchange for wealth and power. A place that will provide enough souls to complete his army and allow Armageddon to begin. All the Dark Lord needs now is a great soldier. Someone who can lead his hordes to the gates of heaven and burn them down. All right. So there we go. And uh, you see how if you're watching on YouTube, you're lucky enough, you can see the uh, kind of the, the way the in, it was going there where it had uh, Malboza there, it had the, the, the clown, and it had uh, Jason Wynn just kind of sitting there all melded together. Now there's another little part in... Um, in that beginning right after they play a little bit of the beginning part and uh, I'll go ahead and uh, get rid of this and pop that up for you guys too and play that second part and we'll get that done and here is the second part like him I killed in the name of good but the violence of my life pulled my soul towards the darkness but I fought and freed now I watch for others like me. Men are the ones who create evil on earth. It is the choices they make that enslave their souls to hell. This is the test. All right, so there we go once again. Um, all right, all right, so there you go. Like I said, this sort of gives a little more explanation of what's happening, and uh, obviously we get to meet a couple of the characters here, and we'll get into who they're played by um in just a second here i don't know why my volume so looks low tonight crank it up a little bit on my microphone i don't know why it looks low but for some reason it does it's probably not it's probably just me but uh anyway let's go ahead and get rid of this other gif here we've got both of those that have been used which means i can get them out of my friggin way which i will do right now all right so now we're going to get into a couple more. We're going to get into a little bit of, uh, talk a little bit of Martin Sheen. You want to talk about a bad motherfucker, boy. There we go. Martin Sheen, right there. You see the picture? Uh, you should see the picture. You do see the picture. Um, there he is, Martin Sheen. Now, 
obviously he's done a very decent amount of movies, Martin Sheen. And um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about him here. Um, been in some great, 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 great movies. Uh, I'm talking uh, The Departed, if you haven't seen that. That's a great one. I actually just watched it for the first time a while ago. Apocalypse Now. Wow. What a goddamn movie that bad boy is right there. That's a great movie. If you've never seen that, go back to 1979. But still an incredible, incredible movie. He's in Wall Street with uh, Charlie Sheen. He had both, got both of them in there. Um, he was in Dead Presidents as the judge, uncredited for that scene, but been in very, 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 very many, many films um, Martin Sheen has. But uh, this was kind of a... Uh, Kind of a big role for him. First of all, he was with his grandson when he found out he got the role. And his grandson was very happy. Obviously, he was, his grandson was a fan of Spawn. But Martin Sheen basically did this film because he always wanted to be in a comic book movie. And this wasn't the first one. He actually was in another one after this. But it was still not until 2012 when he did The Amazing Spider-Man. So there you go right there now. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're looking at this uh, on YouTube... You can see he's smoking a black cigarette. Now, anyone who's ever smoked or smoked clove cigarettes especially uh, know what this possibly could be. This is a Samparina Extra. Um, I've had these. I'm not going to lie. Clove cigarettes are horrible for you. They stink. Worse than cigarettes. They stink. <laughs> but I've smoked a few. I used to get the old, uh, the Jarum, um, black and the Jarum. They weren't that bad, but they were still not that great. Um, when it came down to it, they weren't good and they definitely were not good for you. Um, but, uh, that's what he's smoking in a lot of these scenes. Uh, they're, they're rough. Like I said, they're, they are rough cigarettes. Um, like I said, you're basically smoking a fucking, spice it's it, it's tough i don't like clove very much anyway like uh, people put ha uh, cloves on ham i don't like that i'm not i'm not down with the with, with with the cloves on ham so those i don't really do but um we got martin sheen just a great actor and a great pick for this part he just has that evilness to him that uh was definitely definitely worth it um and now we're going to get into um the uh, part with uh, oh, Jesus Christ I can't remember the guy's name um, <laughs> hold on one sec Nicole Williamson who uh, we sadly lost in 2011 on December 16th uh, at 75 years old but uh, he played Cogliostro in this um, again I'm kind of going by the name I think that's how he pronounces it it's how I can pronounce it it's the only way I can get it out so he goes by Cogliostro uh, Cogliostro on this and uh, let's go ahead and pop this bad boy up right there there he is right there for you guys and um, I think another good good character pick for this movie I really do I enjoyed his his character he had not uh, he had kind of that been evil before but kind of backing off the evil to kind of be a mentor thing to him so I enjoyed this character now he has been around a long time. I mean, movies from Excalibur in 1981 to Return to Oz in 1985, back to 1976. 
uh, he played Sherlock Holmes in um, the seven percent, um, the seven percent uh, solution. So you know, done a lot of things, but he only did. Uh, he had one other film he was going to do after this. Now he only has forty four credits to his name. Um, he was going to do another film called Art Pupil, where he played a guy named Kurt Dusander. Uh, the film was abandoned. And it never got put out. So Spawn actually turned out to be the last film that uh, he was in. Um, so, you know, pretty pretty sad. But uh, one thing I want to get to here now. Um, in the animated series, um, his character actually goes by Merlin. And what's funny is he played in the Excalibur movie. Nicole Williamson was uh, Merlin. So, makes sense that he would be Merlin right there. Um, and by the way, this film was released two days before Martin Sheen's 57th birthday. But um, there you go right there. Now, for being this big killing movie, there really only is a body count of six. That's it. Only six dead in this movie. That's not a lot. Not a lot at all. Um, but there you go. So there's a little bit on... Uh, on him right there. Didn't really have much to go on from there, but uh, that is uh, Nicole Williamson. There's a character right. Now we're going to get to John Leguizamo. Got <laughs> Yeah, I got to post him as the clown. I'm going with the Spawn movie, so I got to post him as this clown. I don't think the guy's a clown. I actually think he's very talented. I think he's very funny. I really do. I wish he would just stick to comedy, personally. <laughs> but... um. And, and acting. I actually think he's a great actor. Um, been in some very good movies. Uh, Summer of Sam, Moulin Rouge. Um, but like I said, if you keep going back and you look through his career, he has been in some good movies. He was an executive decision, which, I mean, my God, he's there's a movie where uh, Steven Seagal dies. He was Benny Blanco in Carlito's Way. Excellent, excellent movie. The 1993 Mario, he was Luigi. This guy really kind of went from nothing to a really big a really big character. He was Burke in Die Hard 2, um, Casualties of War. Probably his first actual movie um, is Casualties of War from 1989. Excellent movie. Michael J. Fox, Sean Penn. Excellent, excellent fucking movie. Um, Die Hard 2 was another one. Um, and then Out for Justice. He was just a kid in the alley, but he was also in a TV movie that I have been fucking looking for called NYPD Mounted. It was all the cast of NYPD Blue. And I can't find, and especially Dennis Franz, and I can't find this goddamn movie, but he was in it. I'll look for it one day, um, a little harder, but he was in that movie. And it just keeps going up. Mario, Carlito's Way, Executive... His career just kept getting better. I mean, he didn't do the pest till 1997. Then we got Spawn. Then we got Moulin Rouge. He started doing some more. Empire, Collateral Damage, great um, Arnold movie. And, I mean, his career just kind of took off from those movies, and he's just been in so many great movies. Um, I mean, he doesn't even have to do comedy anymore. The guy, I mean, his movie career has been 162 credits, and he ain't fucking done. Um, actually has an announced TV show called Hypno coming out. Um, so there you go. 
and he's got enough, the Power TV series in post-production. He's got stuff coming out between 2022 and 2023, and it looks like he's in a TV show called Fairfax right now. But uh, he plays this great clown character in this movie that's uh, like he was sent to Earth to basically make sure that the job gets done and gets done correctly from Spawn. So that's basically what we're what we're getting to here. Um, so there you go. There's about um, I'm going to get into a few things now with John Leguizamo. Got to get into a few things with him. Now, he said in an interview that when he was shooting one day, he had to go to the bathroom so bad, but it took about an hour for him to get out of the suit. There was a few times he just went while they were taking the suit off. That is that is not good. But he said wearing the fat suit kind of felt like probably what a penis wearing a condom feels like. Very comedic answer. I like that. Um, now, he did most of this movie now squatting on his knees because the character is only four foot tall. So he was down on his knees for a lot of these scenes. And again, two and a half hours of makeup and prosthetics for this movie. And the fat suit was not light. Uh, so, you know, but there's one part in this film where um, he was, he actually ate live mealworms. Waxworms are what they were. Now, waxworms don't exactly kind of move around a lot. So what happened was in between takes, they literally had their bug expert. I just said those words, bug expert, come in and he would spray him with lemon to get him moving around the pizza. And uh, I'm going to go ahead. Those, like I said, those of you lucky enough to be on, uh, to be on YouTube, are going to see this. Uh, those of you not, will have to go and uh, just check out this movie for yourself to see this scene. And here we go. I have a few more details to attend to, and then we can play. <laughs> Yuck. I hate anchovies. Tastes so good I could kick some puppies. That's what he said there, by the way. Tastes so good I can kick some puppies. Just so you know what he said. That's exactly what he said there. Now, again, those were live wax worms. Um, you see, if you if you were watching that, you could see he kind of walks away quickly. Well, he was about to puke. He had done this a few times and was not very happy. Now, we get another good scene, though, with, uh, with him, and I might as well just go ahead and get a couple more of these scenes. Uh, no, I'll play the scenes a little bit later as we're going through. And again, I'm just going to kind of play them. There's not going to be much of a... Actually, you know what? We were kind of rewind a little bit. We can go to uh, Michael Jai White. Back one more. Play this scene real quick. Might as well do that real fast. Um, this is the scene where he was sent down into hell and had a decision to make um, from Malboja. And here we go. If you leave my army, you can see Wanda again. Army. Anything for one. 
If you fail me, you will die. Avenge your murder. Kill Jason Wynn. All right, so we, now if we saw the movie, which we all did, most of us, I'm sure, we know that in that um, Jason Wynn had the had something implanted in his chest that into his heart. If he dies, it sets off a virus that uh, will obviously kill a lot of people. So don't want to do that, but. Um, that right there, so that's why they want him to kill him. Um, and uh, again, he will do anything in the world for his wife, Wanda, played by Teresa Randall right here. Yeah, I probably could have got a better picture of her, but I think that was a good one right there. Um, another has been in some great movies also. Um, Bad Boys, uh, Bad Boys 2, she was the wife, she's Teresa uh, Burnett. Malcolm X, uh, and she is in the new Bad Boys for Life also. That came out in 2020. Um, Jungle Fever, Five Heartbeats, King of New York, um, A Different World. She was on one episode. Honestly, not the uh, only 30 credits to her name, but uh, she's done some some pretty large things. And Like I said, she's known for a few bigger movies. Uh, that have come out. The Guardian is was a great, a, a big movie back in, in 1990. So she's done some really big movies. And um, last thing she was in though was in 2020 was that Bad Boys for Life. So um, there you go. So we got her in there, and she plays his wife Wanda, who uh, ends up um, after five years being married to DB Sweeney or Terry Fitzsimmons in this movie. And here we go with DB Sweeney. Give me a second. There we go. <coughs> Sorry, folks. I still haven't kicked that cough from a few weeks ago. Uh, there we go. We got D.B. Sweeney right there. Uh, once again, a NYPD Blue. did was in one episode. Not that anyone cares. But uh, this is another guy, though, has been in some really great movies. 109 credits to his name. Goes back to, he played in two, in two and a half men for a while as Larry. Um, done some really good things. Been in some good TV shows. Um, he was even in one episode of Empire. Uh, he was in uh, Heist, the, um, the 2015, uh, the remake of it. Taken 2. I've seen Taken 2. I like Taken 2. I like the Taken series. I actually hadn't seen those uh, in a, ever and just saw them recently. But uh, he was in uh, a movie called Stiletto, Crash, Leverage, Criminal Minds. He was in three different episodes with, with the same character. Um uh, I played a U.S. Marshal, so been in a lot of things. The one thing I remember this guy for more than anything in the world is a movie called Fire in the Sky, uh, alien movie, great alien movie. It's about a group of uh, lumberjacks, loggers, go out, and they're on their way back, and they get caught in a, they see a spaceship, and one of them gets sucked up into the ship, D.B. Sweeney does, Um and the town doesn't believe them. They think they're all bullshit. And really good movie. If you, if uh, you have not seen Fire in the Sky, check it out. It's definitely worth a watch. There was also a kid in the movie who uh, befriends Spawn, and that is uh, Miko Hughes. Here we go, right there. He's a little older now. 
Don't have a new picture of him, but we don't need it. But uh, that's him right there. Miko's actually been in a few things, too. He was in um, Kindergarten Cop. I actually just watched that over the weekend, too. I didn't realize he was Joseph. Okay, I know who he is now. Pet Cemetery, the 1989 one. Mercury Rising, New Nightmare. Uh, he's got a few things right now out. Um, was in Tropic Thunder. He was the radio DJ. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, but he's been in a few things. He has definitely been in a few things. But, yeah, he was in the 1990 movie, uh, Kindergarten Cop. Um, I just saw that another Arnold movie. I guess we're talking about Arnold tonight. I don't know, um, but uh, he's in this. Just kind of it ends up being um, more of a friend to uh, to Spawn than anything. So we got that, and we've got Melinda Clark. Let me go ahead and get Melinda Clark's picture up here. If you guys will bear with me for one second here, Melinda Clark, who plays once again Jessica in this movie. Um, one sec here. Jessica Priest. Uh, she was in Return of the Living Dead. She was in the OC for many, many, many. And a few other movies. 55 credits to her name is absolutely a beautiful, beautiful woman, as you can see right here. Um, but really, I think fit this part very well, um, in my opinion. So that's the actors right there. That, And we'll go ahead and get through a few more. And we got a few more uh, things to get into. Um, one thing I want to get into, and I'll get into it at the end, though. Don't let me forget. I want to get into the soundtracks at the end of this. I definitely want to talk about the soundtrack. Uh, but that is the actors right there. All right. So we've got a lot of that going on. And let's go ahead and get into this. Now, there's a point where um, one scene in this movie, we're talking once again about John Leguizamo, and he says he's not the vindicator, the victimizer, the vaporizer, or the vibrator. He's the violator. Well, in the Spawn comics, he is um, the five Flebic, Flebiac brothers. I don't know much about these, which are the denizens of hell. They are called the violator, the vandalizer, the vaporizer, the vindicator, the facilitator. There's no vibrator. I think he just threw that one in. He was close. So anyway, um, while we're talking about that scene, I think it was a uh, definitely a good time to play that scene. So here we go. I think that is right here. The Violator. No more clowning around. I'm not the vindicator or the victimizer or the vaporizer or the vibrator. All right, folks, give me a second here. It looks like that scene is not synced very well. Give me one sec. Let me see if, uh, let me do something real quick here. Let me take that off. Let me see if I just replay that. No more clowning around. I'm not the vindicator. Okay. Uh, no, that's not going to work. I got a better way to get that scene. Give me one minute here. Uh, I do want to play that scene. I guess I can just play it. Give me a sec. Let me get, uh. Let me minimize this right here. Let me get this, and I can get this. Just give me a second. I can get that scene loaded up. Let me uh, hit mute over here. Give me one sec. Let me flip through this bad boy. Just got to find it, and I'll get the scene. Takes me a second. I know it's taking me a little more time than I should be, but I'm getting there. And, uh, But it, it was a great scene when he did this. and I mean, it... it 
I thought it was pretty cool of a scene. So here we go. We're about to do this. Okay. I am at the scene. Give me a second here. I'm going to back it up just 10 seconds. I'm going to get OBS put back up. Give me a second here. Specific window. Here we go. We got it now. And we're going to go to VLC player. We got it. Okay. All right. I've got that pulled up. Let me lock it in. There we go. And let me hit play down. Oh, with sound would be better. Make sure I've got sound. Do it the hard way. I warned you. I'm just going to have to teach you a lesson. No more clowning around. I'm not the vindicator or the victimizer or the vaporizer or the vibrator. I'm a violator. All right, so give me a sec, folks. Uh, this is my fault. I forgot to, I forgot to take that scene over, like I just said I was not going to do. So here, let me replay that scene. I apologize, and for the YouTube folks, here we go. Instead of just sitting there looking, so you want to do it the sick. hard way. I warned you. I'm just going to have to teach you a lesson. No more clowning around. I'm not the vindicator or the victimizer or the vaporizer or the vibrator. I'm a violator. thing's pretty nasty um i would say pretty goddamn nasty uh there you go once again i'm sorry about that folks <laughs> i gotta remember to take that over um i'm just sitting there taking a drink not worrying about nothing sorry about that um anyway there's that one right there and uh another great great little scene in the movie and you know i, I just thought that was kind of funny that he they sort of just depicted a lot of cool stuff in this movie, but um, that's one of them right there. Uh, let's go ahead, go up a little more, little more here. Here we go. Now we go to the that scene that we just saw took eight months to do, from storyboarding to modeling to everything, finally getting to the final render. Six or eight months to get that scene correct. That's a lot, man. That is a lot right there. So. Um, now also in the, in the comics, uh, Caligostro had a beard. <laughs> Nicole Williamson refused to grow a beard or wear a beard. Basically just said, no, 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 no. Ain't happening. So he didn't do it. Um, so there we go with that one. Now, if you notice when I played that one scene with, um, Malboja, the mouth doesn't move. The filmmakers were trying to imply here that it was speaking through hell. Now, I want you to imagine this. I'm going to actually pop that GIF back up there if I don't have it. I believe I still have it in here. I don't. Give me one second. Let me pop that GIF back up in here. Because I want to show you something. When I... Give me one second, please. 
bear with me, you nice, nice people. All right. Oh, one intro gif. Because we get to see Malboja here, right here in the beginning when I click that only one sec to get the size correct. Then we can all take a peek see. All right. So you see, we got Malboja right there. Right up there, the first one. Now, I just want you to imagine that not being CGI, Tim Burton doing this, and that being a puppet. That was the original plan, was that was supposed to be a puppet. That devil-looking creature was going to be a puppet. Boy, am I glad that did not happen. That would have been a nightmare. <laughs> that would... This movie was already rated bad. This would have been rated worse. That would not have been a very good thing. Luckily, they did not go with the puppet. We see what they went with. Um, they went with the CGI. Thank Lord they did. Um, now, again, there were a couple of sequels. Uh, 1997, after this movie, there were two sequels on the card. There was one that was supposed to come out in 1998, and there was also a Spawn 3, The Ultimate Battle, in 1999. Now, neither of these have come to, to uh, fruition. Todd McFarlane uh, basically had a script for a reboot that was slated for 2018. Cast is in place. That's supposed to be Jamie Foxx right there that was in that cast that we were talking about. Right now, that movie's just doing nothing. So, I don't know. It's just kind of in the weeds, not doing anything. But Now, the name Cyan, which is his daughter in this movie, is that's the name of... Todd McFarlane's daughter and Wanda is the name of Todd McFarlane's wife and Terry Fitzgerald is actually the name of a friend of uh, McFarlane so just using the names uh, in all of these but um, negotiations just have fallen through on everything that's been coming up after this so and also Al Simmons that was a former roommate of Todd McFarlane so there you go there. Now, this film originally was giving an R, given an R rating uh, due to the violent content. And after a few edits, they were able to get a PG-13 rating. And then the film went out on home video. And the original director's cut did get to be rated R. And a lot of people said, not much of a difference. You can't really tell if you're watching one from the other. Um I think it's literally just some, not as much, the violence. I mean, I guess they just show a few more scenes, but not much more. So, I don't know if that's okay. Here we go. I'm going to get one more out here while we're doing this. Now, here's some good, uh, <laughs> here's some other characters that were slated to play um, Spawn or Al Simmons. Wesley Snipes. I could see that one. Cuba Gooding Jr., Boy, this would have been a dramatic movie. Uh, Snoop Dogg. I said it. Snoop Dogg. You No, go to IMDb. It's on there. <laughs> I promise you. Tony Todd, Candyman. Alan Payne, uh, G-Money. Denzel Washington. Would have been great with him, but another no. Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. I think we motherfucking know how this motherfucking movie would have come out. Right, motherfucker? Ving Rhames, Tupac, LL Cool J, and Will Smith all were originally considered for this character. I think when we came down to it, I think it actually 
I, 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 I mean, Ving Rhames could have been this character, but I don't know. Alan Payne, I could see being this character. Tony Todd, I'm not so sure about. Snoop Dogg, no. Just no. I, I hope someone got fired for that. I'm sorry. Nothing against Snoop Dogg, but not for this movie, not for this character. Um, and Edward Norton was the first one that was actually going to play Terry Fitzgerald, but dropped out to work on Rounders from 1998, which I'm going to be going uh, doing a review of in a couple of weeks. Excellent movie right there. So that's a part of it too. Um, but uh, there you go. And now we know the little dog Spaz. Spaz is actually the nickname of the visual effects supervisor, Steve Spaz Williams. And if you watch the credits, he is actually credited as Steve Spaz Williams. Um, so there you go. Now, there's one part in this. Now, I mentioned Apocalypse Now with um, Jason Wynn, Martin Sheen. Clown told Wynn that he was expecting him to start the Apocalypse Now. Martin Sheen played the lead role in Apocalypse Now. Kind of funny. Um, Clown had another line. I love the smell of asphalt in the morning. Another reference to Apocalypse Now. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Martin Sheen's line. Um, you know, but um, there you go. That's pretty much... Um, now, this is actually the only movie for Mark AZ Depay that was ever released theatrically, is good or bad. But, um... There's that. I'm looking to make sure I didn't forget anything that I want to tell you guys. Um, not really. Okay, now, the basically it just goes down to, now this film has been heavily, this is where you get the nerdy part, and I love the nerdy people. They're fucking awesome. They've shared many similarities with this movie. Are you ready for this? And RoboCop. Uh-huh. RoboCop, here we go. Both films, the main character is working for a government agency. Both films show wrongful, violent, and excruciating deaths. Um, if you remember in the original RoboCop, he was basically gunned down, but first of all, first had his arms and limbs shot off. Both films show the main character's death robbed of a family and normal life. Both films show the main character eventually seeking death or seeking revenge for their death. Both films show the rampant city corruption of the main character uh, that, that the main character must contend with. And both films show the advancement of technology that serves a huge purpose for the entire story. Okay. Hmm. We could pretty much go with a lot of robot movies and think the exact same thing. I believe so. But, uh, We've got a few other really good scenes in here that I wanted to go ahead and kind of play here. Um, there was one really good scene that I liked. It was, I'm just going to play a quick gif with it, actually. Just a bam. little uh, Oh, I need to put that up a little higher, don't I? So it goes over my picture. Sorry about that. Um, there we go. This little, yeah, on the motorcycle and kind of gets his cape around there and the motorcycle turns into a shell. Now, if you guys don't know, there was actually the stunt rider for this did actually crash at one point. They were doing the scene, being doing the chase, and a piece of fence was sticking out, causing the rider to crash. Minor injuries, everything was cool. 
So uh, no, no big deal there. But um, there you go. Uh, there's most of it. I got a couple of clips we can play, and I think I'm going to wrap it up. I know this wasn't the longest episode. I'm looking to trim these down a little bit. Um, you know, but I definitely got a couple more clips I want to play. Um, and uh, let's play this one right here. This is the uh, where he does go for his revenge in the ballroom. And uh, we'll go ahead and play that clip right now. scared the shit out of me. I don't know about you, but a uh, man jumping out of the ceiling with his cape flowing ever so elegantly, I think that would still scare the living shit out of me, to be honest with you. Um, scary, scary scene of him just coming down, but uh, there you go. But, I mean, once again, we did get to see the Spawn, you know, character in full gear, all his, you know, things. At this point, he's starting to learn how to use the chains and all that stuff. We see him kind of flip the chains at uh, Jason Wynn here, so he's learning how to use those. And uh, the other part and last clip I'm going to go ahead and play before we wrap this bad boy up um, is uh, this clown in hell. Here we go. I wonder if she's got it in my sass. Funny's funny, he's our man, if you can't kill him, no one can. Yay! Funny! S to the P to the A to the war. S to the P to the A to the one. Goes funny. Goes funny. I put you on Earth to make sure Spawn keeps his end of the bargain. Why'd you pick him to lead the army anyway? What are you thinking? It should be me! It should be me! I had the tenure! It's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. And that's exactly the kind of talk we don't tolerate around here, right, Buzz? Enough! Spawn must choose to murder Wynn and release the virus. Then my army will be complete. Now, now, Buzz! This is your last chance. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So there we go, folks. Um... That's pretty much the last clip I have to play for the night. Um, like I said, I, I, I thought this was a really good movie. I don't know why it got so much hate back in the 90s. I mean, I guess because there were a lot of really good movies. If we go back to 1997, 25 years ago, and see some of the movies um, that were out that year, I think it might have just got kind of swallowed up. 1997 uh, movies. Let's go ahead and look through a little bit. <clears throat> oh my lord uh, yeah I think this movie just got swallowed up um, we had the South Park movie we had Devil's Advocate Pacino and Keanu Reeves Suicide Kings reviewed on YouTube excellent excellent movie Goodwill Hunting uh, Gang Related reviewed with Anthony on the archives check us out on Anchor um, let's see here well, the Saint with Val Kilmer. Donnie Brasco, 1997. R liar, Liar. That was probably one of the biggest movies for that year, as was The Fifth Element. Jim Carrey and Bruce Willis. Um, 
hey, look, Lolita. That came out in 1997. Actually, the clown made a reference to Lolita. The Pest with, uh, well, well, we don't need to bring that one up. Um, but there were some pretty big movies. The Postman, Con Air. I know what you did last summer. You can see why this movie just got swallowed up. It just wasn't Batman and Robin. Oh, my. Austin Powers. So you can see what happened here. This movie was just swallowed up by many other better movies that came out that year. Um, I mean, I mean, Double Team with Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme came out that year, folks. How could anything survive after that movie came out that year? I'm joking, obviously. Uh, but anyway, um, I really think that's about all I've got, folks, on this movie. Um, Spawn, 1997. Again, I don't need to go through. and It's an hour and 36-minute movie if you do want to go ahead and check it out. But um, I really thought this was a better movie than critics made it out to be. I don't listen to critics anyway. But um, I hope I didn't get in any trouble doing this the way I did with the GIFs and the... Or GIF. I'm not sure how to say it. I'm old. Um, and showing the clips. I hope I didn't get in any trouble. I do want to really quickly... I want to thank Lionsgate. Uh, last week, we talked about... Here, give me one second. Let me get this off the screen real quick. Last week... We talked about Beyond the Law, if you guys remember. That's, uh, I believe that's uh, up here, too. I think I did that on YouTube. Pretty sure I did. Um, I did. And there was a... Uh, they put a block on it. And it was blocked everywhere. I mean, it was blocked in every country. United States, Guam, Vietnam, Colombia, Iran. It was blocked everywhere. And I disputed it. Like, look, I didn't... From what it looked like, they wanted me from 30 minutes into the, the end of the show. So it looked like they thought what I did was I talked about the actors and then I played the whole movie. Well, obviously, I didn't do that. I played the movie. I played some clips with pictures, but I did not play the whole movie. So I disputed it. And I'm sitting here like, this is going to take forever because I'm trying to contact a movie company. Well, Lionsgate Films, little did I know, they got back to me. I have a 50-minute drive home from work. Before I got home from work, I had an email come through to my phone. Good news, they lifted everything. Now, I had a few parts with music on there. I thought they might have at least been like, yo, asshole, you can't play the music. They lifted everything. So I want to, I at least want to say thank you once again. I did Wednesday night, but on this show, thank you to Lionsgate for lifting all of the uh, of the uh, copyrights on me for that one right there. That was uh, uh thank you very much. Great, great movie that Beyond the Law. But I, I I think this was a great superhero movie, and I just don't know why it it it, it kind of gets lost in the maybe because it wasn't DC or Marvel. Um, maybe it just gets lost in that shuffle because right now pretty much everything is about DC or Marvel comics and all that stuff coming out, mostly Marvel. So I think that might be a little bit of why this movie just kind of became, um, you know, like I said, just a little, just f swallowed up by so many other bigger, better movies maybe. But, and at this point right now, basically it's just, you know, like I said, everything now is either Marvel or DC. So I think even having a reboot at this point would just be... Uh, hate to use an old school word, but it would be moot. It would be a moot point. I don't even think anybody would give a shit. I really don't. I think it just would be eaten up by bigger and better. 
So I don't think it would matter at this point if they did anything else. But I really enjoyed this movie from 1997. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. I'm sorry about that. Um, but uh, all right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, at end of the movie, obviously you guys know he gets his revenge, stays spawn, wishes the family happy, happy, happy life. And, um, you know, like I said, I want you to watch the movie. I'm going to start spoiling less, giving away less, showing you less, and talking more. It's going to make the shows a little better. I think it's going to make the shows better, in my opinion. Um, but I guess we'll have to see how everything works. But um, there we go for that. Uh, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Thank you guys once again. Appreciate everybody joining me, everyone who's going to listen to this, everyone who's going to watch this. Um, I hope you'll go and join this YouTube. It's just Hollywood Hangout. Like I said, look for the, uh, we have our own Hollywood star and the little avatar uh, profile picture there. Look for that and uh, you will find it. On that note, folks, uh, I am David Richardson. Thank you guys for joining me and I will see y'all. Don't forget Wednesday night back here on uh, Wrestling Outlet. So um, check out the Wrestling Outlet YouTube and we will be live on there. On that f night, uh, note right there, folks, See ya!